Hey everyone, to another episode of the All About the Charles podcast. As always, thank you for joining in and I hope your start to 2024 has been an amazing one. So following up on my last episode and the upcoming plans of the show for this new year, today I will be doing the very hard and heartbreaking review of the Brazil GP. Now, if you've listened to my episodes previously, you know that this is just one of those races that I simply did not want to talk about at the moment. And the reasoning behind that should be fairly simple for any fans out there. But nevertheless, in the hopes of creating the last nine reviews of the races that I'm still missing for 2023, I would still just like to, you know, offer my own opinions and discuss the last remaining races for Miami, Monaco, Spain, Austria, the UK, and a couple of more that I'm still missing for 2023. And as always, just offer my own insights, analysis, and perspectives into this last few races as we move every week just a little bit more to the much-anticipated start of this season. Now, as always, and as I already mentioned before, thank you so much for joining in. And if you have your own opinions, ideas, or questions, please be sure to share them with me. But jumping in and going back to the Brazil GP weekend and remembering just a few bits of this last race of this last race and of the last sprint race of the 2023 season, there are still many talking points and highlights from this race that I'm very sure put a lot of fans' hearts on the edge, even though ultimately come race day on Sunday, it was for sure a complete heartbreak for any Ferrari or Charles Leclerc fans such as myself. Nevertheless, I will do my very best to discuss as much as possible about the last sprint race of the season, discussing some highlights for Charles and the team, and ultimately, yeah, just having to once again remember what is possibly one of the most tragic, dramatic, and just hopeless team radios we have ever heard from Charles in his F1 career. But starting with qualifying for the last sprint race of the season and just trying to jump into my mentality before the Brazil GP weekend, I do want to say that I was kind of expecting both Ferrari, Charles, and Carlos to come into Brazil uh, to this weekend with a bit more optimism and even a bit more potential of a podium considering the incredible performance that they have back in 2022. And if we just bring it back to that race for a brief few moments, just kind of remembering what happened. You know, we at the very opening of that lap in 2022, we had Charles had a bit of contact with Norris. Ultimately, that just kind of put him on one of the last few positions having to come into the pits. But I do want to say that by the end of the race, I think it was probably one of his better recovery drives in the in the season and in his career, having to go all the way from the back of the field and just kind of like making up those positions ending in a P4, I believe. And also with Carlos having a truly amazing race and ending up in P3. So just kind of remembering that that good performance, despite some of the challenges that they had on, on the race itself, more for more so for Charles than for Carlos. I, I do have to say that my expectations prior to the Brazil GP weekend were for sure high and optimistic coming back from a good race in 2022. But yeah, ultimately, it was just truly heartbreaking with how things ended on in this case for the 2023 season. But moving into the qualifying of the last sprint race, I think one of the main things that immediately became apparent to me was that McLaren and in particular Lando Norris were going to be a bit of a threat for both races with just the impressive and surprising performance and laps that Lando was sending in from the very beginning of the sprint qualifying. 
And while I do think Charles was also just kind of setting in and getting some decent laps to move into Q3 of the sprint shootout, I still was kind of hoping that maybe, you know, his performance and that of Carlos would have been a lot better than they actually had. Ultimately, Charles had to settle for P6 for the start of the sprint race, which definitely came as a surprise and was even a bit more shocking just considering the fact that Yuki placed P5 just ahead of Charles. So I think, yeah, immediately my initial expectations for a better performance from Ferrari and Charles for Brazil were definitely not matching what I originally thought would happen. And it became a bit more apparent that the track was very much more tricky and difficult to drive for both Charles and Carlos. And it started creating a sort of negative feeling and expectations for the main race on Sunday. Now, not that everything throughout that weekend was very much gloom and doom for Ferrari and Charles. As we dive into what was the last sprint race of the season, I do think that in the end, this last sprint race for Charles was actually quite a decent one and was able to at least make up two places and get some decent points for the weekend. Just kind of going through it, Charles was able to get a really good start at the very beginning of the sprint race and pass Yuki for P6. And by the last laps was also able to pass Hamilton to get P5 for the very last sprint race of 2023. And now, while this obviously was a great effort and performance by Charles, I do have to mention that there were also some potential concerns coming from both Yuki and Ricardo on the backs of Charles and Carlos. And I think particularly just the mere fact that both Alfa Tauris were almost being able to keep up with the pace of the Ferraris and not really letting them build a considerable gap to them was certainly something that was very much, once again, unexpected and just something that sort of pointed out once again that the fact that the performance of Charles and Carlos for the 2023 Brazil GP was not as great as the year before. And it just it was just a bit of a letdown considering what they had previously achieved. But, and in trying to end this with a silver lining, I think it was also very impressive or something that I do think was very impressive is that all cars were able to run the full 24 laps of the sprint race just on soft tires. Now I know that obviously the Brazil track and circuit is very small compared to a lot of other tracks, which is why this the main race on Sunday was about like 71 laps. But nevertheless, I think it was very impressive that all cars were able to maintain, you know, 24 laps with a single set of soft tires, even Ferrari. And this for me was just Certainly a very pleasant surprise considering just the troubles that Ferrari were having with tire management throughout the 2023 season. And I think the fact that Charles was able to make the move on Hamilton on the last few laps of the race also just show at the very least that there was, and I think this is something that was starting to happen on the last few races of the 2023 season, but at least I was kind of again seeing that there was a bit more of understanding on tire management on better tire management for Ferrari which at the end was just a great sign coming into the race on Sunday and thinking that you know again just building up that optimism that Ferrari could still get some decent points by the end of the weekend and yeah and again maybe put it put up um you know a good performance despite the fact that there was obviously still going to be some challenges and that maybe their their overall performance and and just the setup of the car was not able to match the one of the previous year. But nevertheless, I think that just coming out of the sprint, looking at some of the results, it was just great to see Charles make up a couple of positions, 
keep those tires alive. And I think once again, just really mentioning this, the fact that by lap, I think it was 21 out of 24, he was able to really make the move on Hamilton and just take that at least one position from him and get some decent points in for the weekend. But as we move into the last pieces of the Brazil GP with qualifying and the main race, I think that once again, very much similar to the quality for the sprint shootout, we once again got this very clear expectation of McLaren's and in particular, again, of Lando Norris being the most competitive team against Red Bull for the weekend. And we can see this with Norris setting in some of the fastest times of the sessions. I believe it was for Q2, whereas compared to Charles and Ferrari, while I do think that maybe for the overall qualifying for the main race on Sunday, they were able to get some better performances and times compared to the sprint shootout. I still think that they were struggling for times and not as able to be as competitive compared to McLaren and Red Bull. But as we jump into what was seemingly or what seemed to be and very much became so, one of the most legendary endings of qualifying in F1 with biblical level of proportions of rain heading into the track, I do believe that expectations as to who would be the driver to live the pit lanes fast as possible and set their best possible time before this torrential amount of rains came was a thriller just by itself. In the end though, and as we should have expected with how the 2023 season shaped up to be, we had Max once again starting from pole position for another race. But I was very much pleasantly surprised to see that Charles put it right next to him with a P2 by the end of the session considering the performances that the McLarens and even the Astons had. And at the end, I think we had a very dispersed field. And I think that was, I think ultimately that that w- that set up for a very entertaining race to come on Sunday with different teams holding various positions in the top 10 with Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren, and Aston Martin. But following the slip with Piastri on the last lap and impeding kind of Paris from trying to set up, set up a competitive time himself, I do think that despite the chaos, in the eventual, again, torrential storm that poured on the track, everything was really positioned to be quite an interesting race. And ultimately, that P2 position for Charles, once again, just kind of raised up that optimism and hopefulness that, you know, there could be a chance of him getting a podium. And the reason that I mean mean this is that, again, just looking at, this, at the last spring shootout, Charles was able to actually make up a couple of positions. He was able to keep those soft tires running for 24 tires, for 24 laps, sorry. And ultimately, I really think that, you know, if if Charles were to have actually been able to start on P2 for the main race on Sunday, I do think there would have been a very good opportunity for him to keep that and at least just try to get a podium on, on the race itself. And yet, as we dive into the race itself, we eventually see that all potential and hope and promise for Charles was just immediately taken away at the start of the formation lap, where similar to the place where he had that contact with Lando Norris a year before, he just completely lost hydraulics on the car and was actually not able to start. And with what is probably now one of the most iconic team radios Charles will ever have in his career and life in Formula One, listening into him being so freaking unlucky it was just a complete heartbreak for charles not to have been able to start the g the brazil gp i do think and i genuinely believe that with the performance and overall the you know the what we could see from the sprint shootout i do feel that with charles starting second there would have been 
a very high expectation or at least possibility of him achieving a podium position. But ultimately, it didn't happen. And as it has happened many times before, a lot of the hopes once again, or all hopes rather, once again rested on Carlos to try and pick up the pieces and try to limit the damage situation, especially with Mercedes. And while I would have imagined most of the drama for this GP to end with Charles's unexpected problem, the race itself still presented a ton of excitement and, sus and suspense for all fans. You know, just watching Norris being able to jump his car all the way into P2 on the opening of the race and then having that huge crash and myriads of problems that ultimately led to six cars overall being removed or just DNFing from the GP itself. And I do think that for me, the biggest highlights of the GP was firstly the valiant drive from Norris in challenging Verstappen on one of the few occasions that we had in 2023 where Max was in any sort of like threat situation. I think that for me, this was certainly one of the most notable, valiant and heroic performances of the season and a massive amount of respect and admiration have to go to Lando for being able to do that, even if it was only for a few laps. As I mentioned, I think just watching any race on the 2023 season where Max was under threat or under some sort of concern was just pleasing to see. And even if it was, again, even if it was just only for a few laps, I think it was truly admirable of Lando to do this. And I think similarly, in the second, in the second biggest highlight for me in this GP, and while I did not vote for this pass for overtake of the year's award, and just a quick side note here that I was very much happy that Charles actually did win the overtake of the year award. I do think that the last pass he did on Checo on the Vegas GP very much deserved that credit. But just kind of once again, jumping into what I was originally trying to say is that I do have to mention the amazing and incredible battle for P3 between Perez and Alonso on the last lap of the race. And I know I have never mentioned much of other teams outside of maybe Ferrari, Red Bull, a bit of McLaren and Mercedes for, for, for the season, but I do have to commend the performance and season that Alonso has had for 2023. And while for me personally, I don't maybe see Alonso as one of like the more drivers that are up in there to maybe challenge for another world championship. I do think that he is still one of the stronger ones in the grid right next to Charles, Max, Lewis. And obviously we're just going to have to wait and see, you know, to see what maybe Aston can do to see if he can, if they can provide him with a car that can, yeah, potentially challenge for world championships. I do think that it'll be a bit hard to do, but nevertheless, I do have to commend and just express my admiration on Alonso for his last pass on Checo for P3 of the race and beating him to the line by only 53 thousandths of a second. But yeah, ultimately, I do think that the race still held a lot of promise and excitement for fans. And I was, I do have to mention that I was glad to see Carlos have a decent drive and ultimately pass both Mercedes to end with a P6 on the race. And once again, as he has done many times in the past, limit damage limitations from other teams, in this case from Mercedes, and even outscoring them on more points. I think he certainly was able to pick up the pieces for the team to end with a very good result, which is really for me, 
truly the reason that I absolutely love Carlos on the team as well. I was a bit sad that he was not, and it was a shame that he was not able to pass Stroll by the end, but nevertheless, just a really solid drive from Carlos on a day that the team really needed that from him. And I think really this for me just proves the fact that what Charles and Carlos continue to be the best duo and team in the grid, just having Carlos, you know, when Charles is not able to perform well, having Carlos there to aid him and just, again, put up solid performances and drives, especially, again, when the team really need this. So at the end, despite the heartbreaking weekend, this was for Charles and the team. Still a ton of excitement for fans. Still an amazing performance and work by Carlos to win against Mercedes and get P6 at the end of the race. And still tons of shocks and expectation for fans. I do have to say that personally, this was one of the better races of 2023 and truly deserving of another viewing, in particular if you're a Red Bull, McLaren, or Aston Martin fan. But with that, guys, thank you once again, everyone, for joining in on another episode of the All About the Charles podcast. I am trying to focus the next episode to try and discuss the very important point currently in talks with Charles and Carlos for the team, which are the contract negotiations going on for them. And I'll try my best to offer the most updated information on that and give my own take on what this, yeah, what this could probably mean for Charles and Carlos in their future, if it's a good move. And yeah, just offer my own analysis, opinions, and insights on this. But as always, guys, thank you for joining in. Be sure to share any thoughts or opinions with me. And as always, keep being amazing fans. <laughs>